0: Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and you're listening to Create Beauty Every Day, and this is my podcast for HookingRugs.com. And today I have with me Rochelle LeBlanc, another rug hooker who um, uh, I met many, many years ago, and I, I love, um, I love her work, and I've always admired her work. So I just wanted to talk to her about it, and how uh, welcome, Rochelle.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. Good. How are things in Houston? Hot. Um, last night was very stormy so the pool was overflowing so we had to like wake up and empty some of the pool water and stuff so it's definitely a very different climate than Canada yes it takes up many many years didn't you yeah yeah for 10 years
0: yeah tell me about where you grew up and and your life uh, your young life talk to me about that a little bit
1: well, I was born uh, just outside of Boston, uh, in a um, city called Waltham, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And when we were a three, um, my parents were originally from the Maritimes. So they decided um, after uh, the three of us were born, three sisters, um, they decided that, you know, they wanted to raise their kids in Canada. So we went um, and moved to a small, ca- a small town called uh, Bookdush, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, um, you know, fishing and going to the beach. And um, and I left for college at 18. And yeah, my father had a fish market. Yes. So most of the time, you know, it was real drag. Every time we had to go work right before the school dance, we'd smell like fish, <laughs> which really <laughs> wasn't always ideal. No. <laughs> um, and my mother, at one point, um, bought the local fabric store okay So I got to play with fabric with her um, so yeah what
0: brought you to the mat what brought you to the idea of rug hooking and
1: well I was working as a designer in Montreal and you know the fashion industry is a very intense high stress environment and I had two kids at the time and I was really stressed out so I just escaped for the weekend to Shelburne, Vermont and fell across um, the Shelburne Museum. And it's a folk art museum and every building has a different collection. So in the quilt um, gallery, in the back of that, that house, there was a rug gallery. And, you know, I had seen rug hooking before but only in magazines and things like that. And I was always curious, and you could tell because you know the the, the pages that you I ripped out of the magazines and kept yeah. often had hooked rugs on them. So uh, when I fell I fell across that, I was really intrigued, and um, it started from there. I found a tiny little book in the front, in the library in Montreal, and started hooking. I still hook with the same latch hook that my yeah. mother-in-law gave me. Um, yeah. So did you just, have
0: the tip clipped off that latch hook?
1: No. the um, I just put some tape because with arthritis starting, I need it a little wider. But yeah, yeah. this little lever, um, when you put it through the, the, the linen, yeah, it my thumb automatically closes it. Okay. As I put the, the strip of wool on it, and um, it pulls up. Easy, like you really need that little lever because otherwise the hook is going to get caught. You don't and, use a frame, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. need, um, if I was to use a frame, I wouldn't be able to use the latch hook because the latch, the, the, the hook part is a pretty big hook.
0: Yeah. So I
1: need it loose. It would be too taunt. Right. And I okay. can hook a thread and I could hook, you know, up to three quarters of an inch, you know, it, it I don't have to change hook sizes mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah
0: yeah so that your process is a little different than most people who are hooking rugs
1: yeah and i only found out um really early on um when i i remember going to see you in your studio yep. and stuff like that and that was about the around around the time that i realized we had just gotten internet and i just realized that there were more people doing this mm-hmm. and they were using all these expensive tools and we had no money at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to give something for free, I'll use it. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do I need to spend all this money? Um, so that's when I discovered that there was a whole community.
0: Yeah. So you yeah. learned on your own. You're self-taught.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. self-taught. I, I never took a workshop. Never. 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 You know, when I first, when I first met you, yeah. Um, I remember my knees were shaking because I had never shown my art to anybody. I painted at the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're working in the garment industry, it's a very critical industry too. So, you know, the art I kept very close to myself and I, I protected it because I didn't want criticism and stuff like that. So when I went to see you that time, um, it meant a lot. And um, you said three things. You said, um, these are some of the most beautiful rugs I've seen in a long time, but I hate your faces. I, don't understand what, I understand why. <laughs> and then um, yeah, I think I would have said I hate them, did I? I do I oh, I, I don't like your faces. I, I don't like the faces. Because you you don't you don't like putting like the eyes and stuff. And at the time I was just doing like little slits. They were really see. rigid. Yeah,
0: at yeah, the time. Yeah. I remember.
1: They're very beautiful now. Now, now. But it you know, organically it got to that point. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you said um don't, I asked you if I should take workshops and stuff, and you thought about it for a moment, and you said, don't ever take a workshop. And I asked you why, and you said, because they're going to change the way you see things, and there's nothing wrong with the way you see things. Mm. And that was an amazing comment. And it's not that, you know, people shouldn't take workshops. No, I agree. Stuff. A lot of people
0: should take them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm but a lot from them. But it really... Gave me permission to stand on my own and not need outside influence. Because at the time, I mean, this was 2004 ish, mm-hmm. um, and the rules were very, very, um, you know, people were still talking about all these rules for rug hooking and you can't hook with different strip widths and stuff like that, which is complete nonsense. Um, and there were specific ways people wanted you to do things. And I think, you know, you identified that I might be a little more independent and it really gave me permission to, to just stand on my own and not be afraid um, because, you know, everybody's different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the third thing you told me was, don't be afraid to knock on the big doors
0: mm.
1: because the big, it's easier to go down from a big door then go up from a small door.
0: Oh, did I tell you that? That's good. Yeah. These that are good advice those all good advice, really.
1: Oh, it was an amazing advice. <laughs> like I tell my students all the time. Like like it was amazing because you know, you don't always need someone to show you how to do things. No. You can be the first person to do it. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, true.
0: I think that's what art is. And I think that's what makes your rugs art, your, your rugs in particular. Yeah. Yeah. You were just kind of, I could tell really early on that you were just in a process of discovery, even yeah. the fact that you're using the latch hook sort of tells me that, you know, you're independent minded and right.
1: Yeah. Right. And you know, when I meet a rug hookers that want to express, their own kind of ideas and patterns and stuff like that. You know, they often mention your name. They often mention my name and a few other rug hookers. Mm. Um, I think our work really stands out. Um, and there's room for all of it. There's room for everybody. There's room for all of it. And there's room, yeah. for,
0: there's room for people who want to just create patterns and not, we shouldn't say just create patterns. Making is making, you know, yes. Yes. the process of making is important. Yes. Uh, no, I, I try not. I remember once a friend of mine, uh, her her son was playing house league hockey, you know, as opposed right. to... Uh, and she said, I hate it when people say just house league. It's house league. It's great. You know what I mean? There's just, a, you know, we should do what we want to do. Tell me about your book.
1: My book um, was really hard to do because I'm not a writer. Yeah. Um, And it took me a while. It took a long time for people to convince me that uh, I should sit down and write a book. You know, I I wrote a book, a workshop book that I I have available to students. And that's just, you know, I realized, you know, at the beginning, um, my workshop can be intense for people. So instead of, you know, frantically taking notes all the time, it was a way for them just to sit down and relax and absorb and then they could you know they'd have the workshop book for notes but this book was different you know people wanted me to, to write a how-to book um, and it, it it wasn't the type of book I wanted to read and um, I you know I'm self-taught and you know I'm self-taught by going to museums and reading exhibition catalogs and reading about who the artist were in their time and how they saw life and how they treated the material or the paints differently and stuff. And that's how I learned how, how to become and to see and to look. So I wanted that type of book uh, for people. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to only appeal, um, appeal to the rug hooker. I wanted, you know, maybe somebody that's a textile artist that was where they're intrigued about rug hooking. Well, this is kind of like that bridge into um, you know the creativity of road cooking mm-hmm. so the book um there's a little bit about my early beginnings where i grew up um how all of it kind of influenced my subject matter um i left early i left very young uh, from home my father died when i was 15. so i think you know if you look at my work, I kind of surrounded myself with my family. If you look at my early paintings, um, some of them became rugs. They were people I knew. Um, so, uh, I wanted to kind of explain why and where that came from.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I also, I also talk about my process. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's a a section with the the catalog of works. Great.
0: Yeah. I, I think if I was to describe, if I was to use a word to describe your imagery, I would say sisterly. Yeah. There's a warmth between the people in your images.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what happens. I mean, when, when, when you take a random picture or a random pattern that someone has drawn for you. Even if um, it's a family member or something like you have that emotional connection to the family member. But when you're sitting down and you're drawing the lines, and you're figuring out which lines you need and which lines you don't need, um, you're thinking about how you're going to hook it. What direction am I going to hook? What color do I need? Do I need, um, you know, shading and stuff like that? So, you know, it's all part of the, the, my process where I start with a sketch, I do the watercolor painting um, for the color plan, and when I dye my wool, I use the color plan uh, to dye my wool. I don't use recipes at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then once you sit down with the, the, the wool in front of you and you sit down, your hands remember all the figuring out parts. You know, they're already familiar with these lines. So you can just relax and let, you know, your subconscious kind of go to work. And as you grab uh, strips and colors, you know, they're intuitive. You know, you have the examples of your, the uh, watercolor plan. Maybe I always have Mary Cassatt. I don't know if you know uh, her work. You know, I have, her book is always open. Just because I love the sentimentality and how, safe i feel when i look at her stuff Mm. so all of this visual kind of influences your choices and i think that gets translated Uh, uh, yeah what's your relationship like with your sisters um it's hard because i i left so young and they're they're all still in the maritime so i mean it's been good and then it's been really bad and then now we're starting to build a relationship
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: it's hard to be away i don't get home very often Mm -hmm um and you know the relationships are built through the f- telephone mostly yeah, now yeah. it's easier with zoom and facebook yeah, yeah. and stuff like that but um yeah it's it's hard you know we don't know each other as well as i wish we did yeah. i would love to have family you know next you know in the same neighborhood yes you know in the same, in the same state yeah <laughs> but um i don't have that you know sometimes you kind of have to leave your your family environment to find yourself. And I think yeah. that's what I had to do. I wonder, I'm not trying to you know, be a psychologist or anything, but I wonder if, and I, I
0: know this with writing too, people have said that, said that with writing, that when they're away from something, they have an understanding of it that they didn't have when they were there or probably even wouldn't have if they were there. And I wonder if that happens in your work. In my work? Yeah, um, the relationships
1: between the women, you know, and the people. Yeah, I think it's always easy, you know, sometimes as an observer, even if you're part of this family unit, you know, when it, there's, there's dysfunction and stuff like that, or even if there's not dysfunction, if you're not always around these people, you know, you take a step back and maybe sometimes you see things that you wouldn't necessarily notice. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It's not always an easy thing.
0: No. I mean, relationships are not easy things.
1: Yeah, no. With anyone.
0: Co-workers, family, children. We all, you know, no one is alone in struggling in that, right? right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's very complicated. So, you know, yeah, I I, I like people in small doses. Yeah. I don't like always being surrounded. So, you know, I'm... um, you know, my career, my current career suits me just fine. Yeah. The fashion industry, I really loved it. Yeah. Um, at the end, I was like a pattern maker and stuff. So I really love figuring out the three dimensional, you know, stuff of of, of patterns and, and stuff like that. But um, it was a bit too intense for my personality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I would burn out on occasion. And that's where I, when I found rug hooking, I would escape into rug hooking. So at one point I had a burnout and I was off work for about six months. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, if Van Gogh went you know, crazy painting, I, you know, I'm a little nuts right now. So let's just, you know, dive into to rug hooking and see what happens. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it, so, made me, it made me better.
0: The last time you came to visit me, you brought, uh, you brought uh, something different. You were hooking, but it yeah. was completely unique.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? The sculptures, the sculptures. Yeah. Well, they're um, they are children. It takes about thirty-two piece pattern pieces to make the whole form. Um, At first, I I used my latch hook to to make the loops, but the latch hook, like I said, the hook part is very very big, so um, I. The strip size is the number six. So I punch needle it with Amy Oxford's punch needle. Punch needle. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and I started a new one yesterday. So I just love them. It took about a year to make uh, all 10 sculptures. Some of them have multiple figures. And every once in a while, my husband, uh, you know, he would hear me giggle. (laughs) And, you know, they're just so much fun to make. And I was curious to see, like, if I walked into a gallery with all these little people, like, what would it be like? So I just yeah. became obsessed. Yeah. The first one you saw kind of looks like E.T., so <laughs> I, I improved <laughs> as I one went, one went around. around. Right.
0: Yeah. Can people see these on your website, Rochelle? Yes. yes yeah. Exactly. And that yeah. is, how, where. what is your website?
1: www.rachelleblanc.com
0: And they can also... Um, Buy your book
1: there. Yes. And it uh, Yes. It's um it's self-published. So mm-hmm. it uh, if you go on my website, there's links to lulu.com. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. And it's called Finding Home, uh, Rug Hooker's Journey. And do you,
0: do you like to put a body of work together to create a show or do you just like to make it piece by piece?
1: In order for me to kind of get in that zone where I kind of decide what I want to make. I have to say that I work in series. Yeah. You know, in order to start um, the series that I'm working on now, started with the invitation um, to take part of um, the exhibition at uh, the Robert Bateman Center in Victoria, B.C. called Castaways. Okay. I was forced to use only recycled stuff so i was able to source recycled uh, yarns made with recycled goods so i kind of took that because it's a really large piece so i've designed the next series around you know landscapes and water and maybe recycling and, and plastic garbage and all this stuff so you know in order to kind of plan ahead I did sit down and say if I was to walk into a gallery
0: mm-hmm.
1: what would I see what would I want to see and that's where I started gathering you know because um, I use a board and it's uh, it's planned out as a, a whole year yeah and there's one piece per month and you know there's certain things that are stuck there like colors or you know pictures that remind me of, of uh, that trigger some kind of idea Mm-hmm. So they're all there. And I don't think about the final design on any of them should, until great, I get to that month. When I get to that month, that's when I figure out stuff. Wow.
0: You're very diligent.
1: Yeah. I think and it comes deliberate. from it. That's very deliberate. Wow. Yeah. 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 I tried, um, you know, especially with the success of, you know, uh, finding home series and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I really want, there to be layers to, in my work yeah. that it's not just a pretty thing to hang on the wall. You right. know, there's there's some of my rugs that were really, you know, talking about pain. Um, you know, when we moved to Alberta, it wasn't easy. My daughters had a hard time transitioning um, without their friends and stuff. And some of the those that those painful moments are in, you know, the picnic and revelation. So, you know, I'm trying to kind of find layers in my work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are, definitely, there are definitely
0: layers in your work. I think yeah. that was very visible really early on.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do anything else. Like, that's, you know, I hook and I can't stop. And, like, I'm completely obsessed with art. <laughs> <laughs> that's good but, enough. Yeah, like as soon as they, uh, like, that's one really great thing about being in Houston. There are incredible museums here. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm really looking forward to like traveling to Dallas to go see the Fine Arts Museum there. And there's San Antonio and uh, Austin apparently is really good. So this is like giving me itchy feet, this whole COVID thing, staying home.
0: Yeah, you want to get out and start. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put this podcast up right away because I think it's relevant and lovely. And I really Thank enjoyed you. talking to you and I enjoyed seeing yeah. you again. Is Thank the mask on that, little, on that little girl, is it hooked too? Yes. Yeah. you want to see? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, others can't see. They'll only hear, but you can look at it on your website.
1: Yeah. The um, that whole COVID thing, you know, making and being productive and stuff really pissed me off at first yeah. because, you know, I was like, I don't want to be here just making stuff. And at one point, um, I had to make masks. So it is uh-huh. so it says COVID-19, and yeah. it's miniature punch needle. With oh, okay, plugs. I got it. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: it's a little blurry on um, – it's just messier on the hooked part. So yeah. I made this the right side. <laughs> yeah, I know, the flat yeah. side. Yeah.
0: Anyway, thank you very much. Tell everybody your website again so they know.
1: www.rochelleleblanc.com And the name of your book is? Finding Home, A Rug Hooker's Journey. Good luck in your work. Keep making. Keep, oh, keep I, making will. I will. Everybody. Yeah, your three, your three, um, the three things you told me are constantly ringing. There's even a quote when it might, on one of those quotes in the book from you.
0: Oh, good. That's great. Thank you. I really appreciate. I'm, I'm glad that it, that it was helpful. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was. was. Yeah. It was. You take care. And uh, this is Create Beauty Every Day with Deanne Fitzpatrick. And my guest today was Rochelle LeBlanc. And I was really happy to visit with her.
1: I'll Thank you very you. much. Okay. Bye.